First and foremost, we'd like to offer our condolences to the family and loved ones of all the troops that were killed and injured in the suicide attack at the airport right before the end of the evacuation. When you factor in the civilian casualties, it was certainly one of the most horrific scenes of the entire conflict, and for it to happen so close to the end is truly unfortunate. They displayed a phenomenal amount of courage, knowing the dangers, but continuing to persevere to evacuate over 100,000 people, one of the largest air evacuations in history. We could not be more proud of our airmen, sailors, soldiers, and United States Marines. Welcome to the Smoke Pit. Well, my friends, it's been quite the shit show the last two weeks. If you've been following us on all our other platforms, you've noticed that I've been quite vocal in my bewilderment for some of the planning decisions, or lack thereof. Like the old saying goes, troops win battles and politicians lose wars. Just like Vietnam, our troops never lost a major battle, and there was a massive disparity between the casualties received and the casualties we inflicted. But yet we find ourselves making yet another hasty exit at the expense of our allies and the people who partnered with us on the ground. To be fair, though, I have spent the last 10 years saying that the Afghan army was quite trash. And although it is incredibly disappointing, I am not surprised that they, uh, they folded up so quickly. Uh, additionally to that, uh, we've also been quite vocal over the years saying our disappointments with various leadership aspects and the way that things were being conducted. So it's, it's now surprising that uh, as I articulate my frustration on social media with what's going on, particularly as it's important to this community, I'll have people comment, you know, where was the accountability for this? Why are we only asking for accountability for this? Like, brother man. I've been saying this for years. It's a little disappointing when, you know, you put a lot of time and effort to try to get things done and you have real issues that need to be taken care of and you ask people to contact their representatives, their, you know, congressmen and senators and, you know, you don't get a really a lot of response with that, but then you have some sort of fake news article pop up that hasn't been vetted and, you know, people repost that with like wildfire and, uh, you know, it spreads a lot of misinformation. So later on in this episode, we brought um, an old buddy of mine who was actually my EOD technician when I was in Afghanistan. So we're going to kind of work through our feelings and uh, talk about some old memories there. But first, I'd like to uh, reference an article that I had written. And uh, if you wouldn't mind just listening to what I had to say. So the title is Satire Mimics Truth in Regards to the Taliban. The Taliban has a well-deserved bad reputation for human rights violations. However, their actions blur the line when it comes to satire. For example, Andy Borowitz is a satire columnist for The New Yorker. In a recent Facebook post, he stated, The Taliban says it will ban schools from teaching critical race theory. The post received over a thousand likes and nearly as many shares, although it is unclear how many of those interactions were from those who believed it to be legitimate reporting. All good humor has a bit of truth in it, after all. Most reasonable people would not believe the Taliban would adopt such a Western concept in their schools, but the idea of someone explaining it to them is objectively hilarious. Furthermore, the Taliban has proved they do not have a sense of humor with the killing of comic Nizar Muhammad. One would have hoped that that headline was morose satire, but sadly it was not. Many use humor to cope with bad times, and navigating fake headlines can leave you frustrated. Social media's responses to satire and its counterpart fake news is also quite vexing. 
differentiating between the two is as simple as identifying if the intent was to entertain versus the intent to mislead. Social media platforms have played fast and loose with their own community standards, oftentimes tweaking said rules or even targeting pages who post things contrary to their own campaigns. Stay safe out there, and remember a good joke can make your day, but a fake news fact can make you look dumb. Even if the sources seem reputable, it is always a good idea to verify before repeating. So thanks for bearing with that. Make sure you go to popsmokemedia.com for more articles like that. I think a good example of recent misinformation would be the rumors that we had just abandoned a bunch of military working dogs at the airport for the Taliban. And as it's getting sent to me and people are saying I should repost it, I was like, I don't know a, a single military canine handler that just would have abandoned their dog for the Taliban. Like a lot of them would have just stayed behind and loaded a magazine like, no, nah, you're not you're not getting my partner. And so as I was looking into this, I found out that all the military working dogs were evacuated, that the dogs in the images were contract working dogs, and they were left behind by security companies. And uh, furthermore, that some of the dogs were strays that had been running around the airport and were confined to the kennel. And so it is angering enough that a contract company would have left their, their dogs behind. I mean, these companies got millions of dollars to, to do their jobs and they had every opportunity to evacuate their own assets and not leave them behind. So instead of being able to focus on that being the issue, you know, you spent a lot of time combating the misinformation of people who are saying that, you know, some E3 was just forced to leave their, their canine behind when that, that was just simply not the case. So instead of being able to tackle the real issue, we're dealing with the bullshit that's surrounding it because people are trying to push an agenda. And as critical as I have been of the withdrawal, that was not a DOD thing. We just got to call it like we see it. So some other housekeeping. We just spent a, uh, a week in Vegas. I took Samantha out to shoot a machine gun from a helicopter. From those of you who are long-term listeners, you remember me talking about that before the pandemic. You should go to our TikTok, shameless plug, to check out the, uh, the video of our date. It's got 1.3 million views, so that's kind of cool. And check out gunshiphelicopters.com. We got some good range time with Battlefield Vegas. You, you can go there and you can fire a howitzer or drive a tank, run over cars. They have great machine gun packages from uh, various uh, times of history. You can shoot everything from just about World War II to present. So make sure you check out Battlefield Vegas as well. All right, so uh, here's the rest of the episode, our interview with my former EOD technician from Afghanistan. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Smoke Pit. What up, though? Joining us today, we have our good friend Caleb. Um, about 10 years ago, the, uh, the three of us, about 10 years ago, the three of us were all in Afghanistan, and you were my EOD tech. I was. I was. Actually, uh, so one of the funny things about that, right, like, so. Damn, right into it. No, and so when you show up on an EOD call, right, like, you go and you talk to the squad leader, and you're like, all right, he kind of points, and he's like, yeah. Uh, danger. Danger that over that direction. direction you're like, yeah. all right, cool, man. Uh, here we go. And, like. Then we pack up and we leave when it's all over with. So I've met, <laughs> I've met like apparently a bunch of people. Then I start like three years later. I start following this page called this Pop Smoke, and I'm like, yeah, hey, and then I see things that sound familiar to me that you're posting, and I was like, hey, wait a second, were you were you in Sangin in like 2012? 
Like, oh yeah, like yeah. Got there shit, in 2011 yeah. and uh, high fived with AJ and stayed there to 2012. Bruh. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. We yeah, did. it was. Uh, it was definitely a uh, very stressful fucking time. It was a time. It was it, a time. It, it was. It was that at the uh, at the time. Uh, Sangin, Afghanistan was the worst place in the world. I Easily would, in the uh, world. Yeah, I would. I would say so. Because not only did you have the the Taliban, but it was infested with IEDs. So, from an EOD perspective, please like kind of give us your like your summary of like what saying in Afghanistan was like at the time for IEDs. So they were like there was old ones there that had been there for like four years or ten years, and then there was new ones that like assholes were still putting in the ground and so they were just kind of just kind of everywhere and so many like like so many boombalas and uh i remember thinking like these poor sweepers that are out here like oh yeah i'm like being eod is i mean it's a good job it's dangerous uh but like every People try and like, like, oh man, EOD, that's so badass. And I like, I think it is pretty badass if I do say so myself. But like, my hat goes off to that poor little PFC that got to Afghanistan and got handed a metal detector and was like, hey, here's, uh, you're going to be the sweeper because you're the boot. And this poor kid looks at his metal detector like he's trying to figure out which end the bullets come out of it's like (laughs) (laughs) so uh, yeah going and finding them to me like that's worse than actually having to deal with them a lot of times i think but the team that i had high-fived with i think they were on a summer rotation so it was a summer fighting season so they had uh they had done way more than we had done um, but even like, even by the time we got there, it was this, this crazy, like, holy shit. Like yeah. they were like, can we, can we walk anywhere? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, let's get this stick and poke the dirt and <laughs> like figure it out. Yeah. It, um, it was by far the worst ID area that I had ever been in and, to the point where you didn't have free range to walk. Like, you had to mark a path with chalk. And not just like, oh, hey, here's a lane through this danger area. It's like your entire patrol was marked with with a, a chalk or a powder or something. Yeah. And it was, um, we referred to it as, in our briefing, as, okay, today's patrol will be a left-hand rail or it'll be a yeah. right-hand rail. And so it tells you what side of the, uh, the chalk to stay on. Yeah. And then... Hopefully you can like make it back. Hopefully there's Overwatch on your left hand rail so you can come back with a right hand rail. Um, yeah, I mean we we never took the same route back because it was just all back laying and yep. you know and and the, here's the thing though is just because a route was quote unquote swept didn't mean that you found everything. No, <laughs> no, like 
So statistically speaking, and like sometimes like uh, depending on uh, the, the status uh, or the age of the ID, like it might have to have been stepped on once or twice or maybe it had to be jostled to like reconnect the wires because things had been eroded, you know? Yeah, now you just piss it off again. Or now you just piss it off. Yeah, you know, like some <laughs> asshole just came around the corner and back laid a blast hole for you. Like, yeah, you, you woke it from its slumber. Like, ah, <laughs> damn it. Or they... um. They wouldn't always want, like, the first vehicle, so they had, like, this honeycomb, like, type crumbling apparatus where, like, the right. first vehicle would roll over it, and then, like, the second vehicle would be the one to, like, fully compress it, connect the wires, detonate yeah. the penalty. Yeah, so there's all kinds of, like, weird stuff that they would do. Like, some places, like, you would have, like, you had, whatever, 60 pounds of explosives in the ground. You don't want to waste that on, like, one dude, right? So they would build their switches... To where, like, like you want to some hate, right? Yeah, there, like, you know? that's fuck hate, this right? one person in yeah, particular. Fuck this one person, right? So, you no, you want to save that for like a vehicle, right? We want to take out a vehicle with this. Uh, so they would just they would beef up the switch where it wouldn't like where it wouldn't close the circuit with the uh, with just a person, so it's waiting on a vehicle. It, all kinds of different weird stuff that they would do. Find some Rube Goldberg devices out there, man. Like those are like, what in the world is like, (laughs) like simplicity is with IEDs. Simplicity we found typically was the most effective. Yeah. But what was the uh, the craziest uh, IED that you came across in your uh, AO AJ? AJO AOAJ. The uh, AOAJ was probably a Rube Goldberg. We are all for the most part sober right now. so we didn't really have a lot of stuff as far as like crazy newfangled like highfalutin stuff. I would say that you're right about simplest is the most effective. Hey. Uh, throughout Afghanistan and my entire career, it's been a series like a comedy of errors whether or not they go off, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, we had one instance, and I'm sure I've told the story of the podcast, so I won't go through the whole thing. But we had a, we had an Afghan soldier step on an IED. And they buried it. They buried the charge too deep. Mm-hmm. So when he set it off, it just sent him like starfished into the air. And when he came back out down, landed on assumedly his head. <laughs> and the first thing he did was get up, stagger around, check, make sure his junk was still there. And everybody just gave each other the fawns. <laughs> and they were like, yay. <laughs> we're so, good. so like that guy didn't die because the person who put in that IED was a tryhard and put it too deep. Ah, oh, man. And then there was one time I had stepped, and this wasn't in Afghanistan per se, but I've seen it happen in, in uh, Afghanistan a lot, is I stepped on an IED pressure plate, and the guy had just not gone through the trouble of weatherproofing it. So the the wire on the copper core had like degraded just enough there where the charge wouldn't go through. Yeah. And it was like six 155 shells. like. I, I about crap my pants and I was just like, hey, dirt doesn't go click. And I was like, fuck. So, so but we saw a lot of the. So, see so if it was 6155s, like, did you, like, do the whole, like, the hurt locker thing where you're like, oh, you pull them no. up? Like, Please tell me you did. No, did you, you did, you son of a bitch. I, I see d- it in your eyes. Fuck, no, I didn't. <laughs> let me let me tell you a story. I don't know if I did no, tell you. thought there the was podcast. some pussy down there, so you started digging it up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let, go. Let me, let me tell you something real quick. All right. I, and I remember this story recently because we had a viewer who was going through some training at my schoolhouse. And like, I, I gave, I was dressed in tacky. I gave him the mission brief and I was like, all right, you can go whenever you're ready. He goes, 
I said, do you have any questions? He was like, pop smoke. I was like, yeah. Also, go do the training. We're on a timeline. <laughs> so how does that have to do with like, the well, fact that I you were pulling these 155 shells out of the ground? <laughs> See, this is what he does. I didn't, you know? He I goes didn't. on a long-winded story to divert the point. I didn't pull the 155 shells out of the ground. I, Thank the story, you. The story That's what you're waiting to hear. I'm telling you why I didn't, right? I'm just giving you the point. This this guy being there, he had reminded me because the reason he recognized – I'm in full tack here with a mask on. He recognized because he saw my nameplate, right? And it reminded me there was a time when I was getting taught by an EOD guy back in the day. All right. And this dude had a completely clean flak jacket. Like it was dirty, but there was nothing on it. Like there was just no pouches, nothing. He had this really ass long Phillips screwdriver tucked in his uh, in the molly. And he was telling us, if you find what you think is a pressure plate or a landmine, he goes, now what you're going to do is don't poke down at a 90-degree offset, all right, because that'll just trigger it. You want to come in and poke it at a 45-degree angle in order to interrogate that mine. So if you hit the top, it'll just glance off. And I was like, that sounds fucking stupid. I'm not doing did, that. Yeah, I don't, right? I don't blame you. I'd and then so about five minutes later, he was asking questions about some of the things he had covered to, to like gauge the knowledge. And so he said, uh, how about you? And I said, well, the answer is such and such. And he goes, yep, absolutely right, Lance Corporal. And then he looked, gets real close to my name tape, right? And he's like, broad daylight. And he goes, Lance Corporal Preffin. And I was like, I'm not taking bomb poking advice from a guy who can't read. Like, there's no N in your name. Right. Like, there's three Fs. And <laughs> like, I can understand that a lot of people fuck my name up. That's fine, right? Yeah. It's a stupid-ass last name. But at the same time, like, if you're adding letters, go, no. Yeah. Don't don't add things. Yeah. So, um, if you have thirty EOD texts in a room, um, and you ask them all the same question, you're going to get thirty five different answers. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. So Which maybe is super like fun from our perspective, I, I bet it is. Yeah. It probably is. Yes. Yeah, so, sorry about that. <laughs> um, it's okay. Every grunt's got a different way of entering a room. Yeah. I mean, so why would you not? I don't know about this. No, there's one this, way to uh, enter a room. Violently. Violently. <laughs> Savage violence is the only tradition that matters. We um, have a guy, and he's recently retired, so I'm able to say this. He was one of like the four people that went down to the jungle and like just snatched up Manuel Noriega because he fucking felt like it. Oh, nice! Like this dude is hardcore, and you know when you get a little older, you start looking like you're a little less dangerous. Mm-hmm. And he just looked like some sweet grandpa that was hanging around. But he would every once in a while casually remind us how deadly he was. Like he was scaring <laughs> a stick one day. He got in the elevator and he's like, "Somebody said, oh, what's the stick for?" And he goes, "I've ended fourteen people with one of these." And then, like, just calmly goes back to whatever conversation he was having. Very well. He's okay. just walking down the hallway, like, and he's like, hey, guys, famous Amos in the vending machine. Like it's right? I got them Tuesdays. cookies. Like, I, yeah. Like, but he, he goes, it's not speed, surprise, and violence of action. It's speed, surprise, and controlled, aggressive action. And I was like, I could appreciate your career, but I'm never calling it that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's, no, it's, it's just violence. Yeah. It's just violence. So you got 35 different... Um, we di- have 35 different answers out of 30 different dudes. And I would like <laughs> to hear the... Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's maybe some context missing out of that. Because, like, I don't I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I would rather you didn't poke an IED. Like, just from my perspective, I would rather you just left it... Al- like, hey, you man, and me both. Like, like, yeah, just, like, but mark see, that thing, thing and, and I'll come get it in a minute. Like, well, see, just, here's the uh, thing, though. Number of EODs I've poked, zero. <laughs> like, on purpose, on purpose. Weren't enough 
uh, EOD guys at a certain point because, like in Sangin, it was fucking infested. <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, dudes started getting hit left and right. And they're like, all right, look, these motherfuckers are a lot more expensive to train than you are. So instead of like back in the day, it'd just be like, oh, hey, I think that's an IED. And we're just going to set a cordon, wait for EOD to show up. Now they're like, all right, you have to interrogate it and you have to have two to three um, indicators to say that it was an ID. And this is what I mean. So like we're patrolling, he's sweeping, he's sweeping, beep. And it's like, okay, high metallic signature. Now my training tells me that that's not where the pressure plate is. That's where the power source is, which is typically offset one to three feet, depending on the battery size. Unless it wasn't. Unless it wasn't. And then that's maybe. Unless someone was being a try hard. Someone was having a bad day. (laughs) Old boy was hung over from all the hashish the the night before. (laughs) So that's the first one, right? And then, all right, second one, I look down, there is disturbed earth. All right, cool. Um, Maybe an ant trail, like somebody was trying to cover up something or whatever. All right, that's the indicator number two. Still not enough to call EOD. Now we have to interrogate. So here I am, fucking, you know, take off my little fucking gloves, put my hand in the dirt, push it forward an inch, sweep it side to side. Push it forward an inch, sweep it side to side till I make my way all the way to that nice, hard, fucking cornered edge of that fucking pressure plate. That and that's where that's, it gets. That's actually a very good technique. Very, very, that's where it gets those good. pimp dance moves from, too. Yeah. yeah. Push forward an inch and sweep side to side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Much like other things. You know, I got to say, granted, that yes, was 10 years if ago. You have a large penis. You can't just thrust it in. You have to go in a little bit, a little side to side. Clearly. You got you to gotta yeah. open the space. You can't just go ramming in through. You ever seen, like,. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want something rammed into me like a thousand times over and over without, you know, maybe like yeah, buy me a drink first, you know? Right. Say something sweet to me. Bite the back of my neck. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> I must have been doing this wrong. <laughs> Damn it. But uh, t- now I lost my hope. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. You said interrogate the ID, and I know what you mean, right? You're, yeah. you're te- checking. Tell me about machine guns. I don't know about machine guns. <laughs> that's exactly right. Imagine this was like 2020, 21 that you were there. 2020, 21. I mean, who knows? It could be 20,000 years from now. We're still doing this shit, right? But like much like a bad relationship that you can't get out of. So <laughs> spent decades and untold amount of resource, energy, <laughs> lives, mental sanity, and all for what? Mm. Blood and blood and treasure. It's just <laughs> down the tube. It's just blood and treasure. It's um no, nah, it's fine. We're we're all pretty well adjusted now. It's it's fine. Yeah, we're all good. Yeah. yeah. We're, but so, I was thinking, imagine <laughs> imagine they said interrogate the IED in twenty twenty one and you you Right, Sergeant Sharp, ever the sarcasmo that you are, pull your phone out and you're like, here, boot, record this. And you just take like a TikTok video of you like <laughs> knife handing the IED and be like, tell me about machine guns. And then like you upload that to the battalion chat and you're like, hey, Blue he, didn't, he didn't know over. anything. Like we I, had I to inter- let him go. He didn't, we had- I interrogated him. What do you want me to do? Yeah, I mean, we didn't have any heck guys. You know, they. <laughs> No human intelligence guys were out here, so I did my best. We didn't. We didn't have one of the six guys in the AO who all call themselves Lynch because they too saw the A Team uh, movie. Yeah, and so we do that, and then they would send you guys out, right? Yes. And then I'd just be like, "Yeah, it's, um, it's over there in that direction." I try to give them a little ad track, you know, and a uh, little little walk them on to target. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate there you. was a. Uh, um, can we can we say na- say names here? A good friend of ours. Yeah, as long as it's not bad. <laughs> uh, no, he. So we get a we get a call one day, and uh, they're like, <clears throat> "Yeah, hey, uh, whoever it was has has this ID out here, right?" Um, so we get QRF spun up and we go out there. Oh, this dickhead's got a boom blow uh, over there. A- <laughs> <laughs> so the so mad cunt's probably drunk, but he says he's got one. <laughs> so I we show up. 
and uh, you know, kind of do our yeah, little pretending to be Australian our, military, our little <laughs> interview with the squad leader, right? And uh, we're like, hey, you know, who found it? And uh, he's like, dude, that thing is like way the fuck over there. Yeah. He's like, we were here. Like, this is as far as we've gone. We were here. Uh, some Afghan dude, like, just held up a switch and pointed right here <laughs> and, like, dropped it back down and, like, was, like, made the bomb symbol. <laughs> it was, like... The international yeah, hand and arm signal for yeah, explosive. Like, there's... He just turned around and started, started dropping it low. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, like, oh. It's right. He's, like, so we didn't go anywhere. Marking target. Uh, 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 <laughs> he's, like, uh, we just stop here. Uh, figured that was probably enough for you guys to come out <laughs> and come get this thing. I was like, I, I mean, yeah, I get. Thanks for so. Anyway, that was um when uh I I actually Scott Gendron actually got a little bit of a concussion off of that. Um, so just a little one. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if Scott listens to your pod po- podcast, but Scott, if you're listening. I still feel really bad about that one. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we thought it was going to be like more like along the lines of like an anti-personnel kind of thing, like a small one. Yeah. Um, and, but it was not. And it was not. <laughs> and Scott. Judging by the tension yeah, in your shoulders right now. <laughs> yeah, Scott was uh, a little closer than he probably should have been. And Danger close. Like, <laughs> He's like, he gives, he's like, hey, dickhead. Like, I've already got like 86 concussions from my last 42 deployments. Like, Dude, that sounds fuck, exactly like, like him. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm back there now. Like, hey, dickhead. Like, <laughs> I got my little Kevlar diaper on. I got my little wag bag, and I can hear him on the radio. Like, dude, you've taken me back. That is a spot-on impression. Like, like, hey, dickhead, what the fuck, man? Like, you some of us have TBIs from previous deployments. Like, it started I, off as an uh, apology, like, and now it's a roast. Like, I am so sorry, dude. I, like, from the bottom of my heart, like, I should be better at calculating blast hazard. Like, and to and paint I the am picture so a little sorry. bit, Gendron is the type of dude that he wakes up at, you know, 05 on a typical Marine Corps day, <clears> shaves his face, and then by 515 has a 5 o'clock shadow. That's less about the hair on his face and more about the pain in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was that was a, a fun day. We just like going and digging around in the mud. Yeah, so I know this wasn't your team, things. but I remember one time we were on a patrol. It's starting to get late. My sweeper, he gets the high metallic signature and he sees the disturbed earth and he's interrogating. And what it looks like that he finds is white lamp cord. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what they use a lot to like, you know, run. Right. Uh, power sources to um, to explosives. Yeah, because it's conductive, it's cheap. You know, mm-hmm. the 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 insul- it's already insulated against like yeah. weather and stuff. You know, it takes a lot less time than ordering it from Cobble. <laughs> and so, <laughs> he finds what appears to be like a little bit of white lamp cord buried in the dirt. So we're like, all right, cool. You know, three indicators. Boom. We're we'll go ahead and set up the the nine line. Right. Done. We set the cord in. EOD comes in, shows up, and he's just like, hey man. I'm like, hey, what's going on? You know, it's over there. Blah blah blah. They're like, all right, cool. Uh, where's the uh, where's the path? I was like, you know, you got um. Uh, blue chalk over there, right handrail. He's Roger that. Walks up to it. They're doing their thing. They're doing their thing, and then he starts coming back, and he's just got this big ear splitting grin on his face, and I'm just like, 
Well, that's even more scary than if it was an IED. <laughs> <laughs> you you interrupted movie time, okay? And so he comes up and he's like, "Does anyone have an itchy ass?" And I'm like, "What, what are you talking about?" And he's just like, "Well, I I, I found your ID, man." <laughs> and he comes up to me and he holds out his hand, and it is like one of those prescription foil tubes of hemorrhoid cream. And the tail had been rolled up, like when you squeeze squeezing toothpaste out of a toothpaste tube. Got to get yeah. every drop when you got them hemorrhoids, yeah. my man. Yeah, this is important. I'm pretty sure I had a lot of hemorrhoids in <laughs> Afghanistan. Like, they was like, yeah, the dysentery, yeah. and then Doc overloads you with like the anti-diarrheal medication. Yeah. So and now then when the UGREs come out, it's like a Mike Tyson punch to your asshole. Could talk about kachow. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little, there was a little too much sauce on that one. There, buddy. <laughs> that's my life, all right. <laughs> you had to hear it; I had to live it. You know what? That's gonna be that's gonna be what I put on the on the stone that marks your gravesite. There won't be a corpse because, of course, there won't. But there'll be a there'll be a headstone that says, "Here lies Daniel Arthur Sharp." Interesting to think that you think you'll be around longer than me. I I know I'll be around longer than you because yeah, okay. as we've covered hundreds of times, gypsy curse. Yeah, he, he right. was cursed by a gypsy oh, against my ex. Express no, warning because of his express warning. I'm just saying, like, and you're so proud of yourself. <laughs> I'm proud of myself for not getting COVID because I'm very cavalier about my physical health. I'm very cavalier. Like, I actually tried. He's like, like I, you have any idea how many hookers I was the one licking mouth? the toilet seats back a year ago. I had so much tooth pain at one point, I could barely move my face. Now, was that from the hooker spit or no? That was just unrelated. Just random smiting from whatever celestial being happened to be floating over at the time. You know what I did about it? Nothing. I ignored it, and it went away like a man. Yeah, so the EOD is just like, here. (laughs) (laughs) Hemorrhoid tube. Wow, that came way back full circle. (laughs) Like, that was a big, long circle. It always does. I got to keep us on track, you know? (laughs) Like a freaky circle. got to keep us on track. Where were you 10 minutes ago? So they, um, (laughs) I was like, I'm so sorry, man. Like, he's like, no, like, you guys did the right thing. Like, when I first saw saw it, like, I thought it was White Lamb Court 2. And, like, you don't know which way, like, the... Like, the, the pressure plate is, which way the battery is, which way. And so you have yeah. to, like, interrogate it further. And he's like, but if you guys had went, like, one more inch to the right, you would have seen the end of it. <laughs> like, and, yeah, well, that was the other thing that we would try and, like, look, guys, like, if you see white lamp cord, like, like this place is a fucked up place, but the dirt doesn't grow lamp cord. Yeah. Like, you can literally grow anything in Afghan dirt, like, anything in Afghan dirt. But not white lamp cord. So, if you could <laughs> grow white lamp cord, they'd be. I mean, they'd be set. Oh my god, they'd be. It's, it'd be ridiculous. My so, hand over fist. So we're like, yeah. yo, like, don't interrogate any any further than what you have to to confirm. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I would say it was the right call. I would. I would have laughed at you too, but also like, hey, what are you gonna do? Like, it's, and I felt it the was, worst for the sweeper the, though. Yeah. You like, know what I mean. You found hemorrhoid cream, you fucking nerd. Like, what the fuck? Here's my question. As an EOD tech, right, would you rather have to, you know, put your junk away and then, like, get all suited up and go out, put on the thing, do all your work, and then find out it's nothing and be like, well, thank God it's nothing, and then go back? Or would you rather, hey, if you're going to call me out, at least it'd be a thing? Uh, Well, if it's a thing... Then, if everything goes right, then I get to blow it up at the end of the, you know, I like yeah. So, so that's the coolest part of my job, is like when it's all over with, you get the boom, like yeah, that was cool, man. And then you kind of feel that, you know, because you didn't get 
far enough away so you like feel the blast waving you nuts and shit yeah like yeah it's close so cool. it's the closest um, thing to human warmth you've felt since you've been there but the uh <laughs> the blast yeah, concussion wave in your nutsack <laughs> fucking the coldest i've ever been in my life yeah. was in the northern green zone in sangin like in january of 2012 like what a f- fucking awful experience that was but uh dude dry holes are Dry holes suck because you're like, all right, <laughs> like when, when do <laughs> Daniel got a shitty grin about you said dry holes suck. Dad was like, yeah, like yes, yes it's do. a dry hole. Yeah, no, but no, no, like, no. AJ like, has a metal hole that he hasn't tongue kissed for 45 minutes straight to begin with, so well, he's so, never uh, experienced so he, a dry hole. He doesn't hole. know what a dry hole is. No, then. no, no. Wow. Like, hey, good for you, <laughs> it's it's called. Uh, you know, it's called it's a call clash. It's, it's a graded ev- it's a graded event, and he has all ten. So yeah, and it's like Good a point a personal pride for him. But, you know, where he just like wants to be safe. Like you know what? Yeah, they'll never forget me. It's you know you don't get I statues hope. made of yeah. you for nothing. <laughs> That's okay. true. When they're yeah. they're mediocre live with their you know boring husband and unfulfilling job five to ten years from now they'll think back to better days <laughs> with AJ. Like I think I think you put more I, thought into that one than I do. No, you literally said that exact sentence to me. <laughs> how, how drunk was I at the time? I think, uh, usual drunk, so like seven like whiskey sours and uh, that's fair. Okay, that's <laughs> so like that sounds like a Tuesday. So yeah, yeah, you're good there, but. So, the, I think he fell the out of his chair afterwards. <laughs> it was on the way out of the chair to the ground. <clears throat> like finding out it's nothing <laughs> on this EOD call though is like, like because of like this saturation of IEDs in where we were. Like you're like okay, I didn't find the one here, but like there's probably another one like really close by so that's like you know what i'm saying like there's another yeah there's like, so really, many of them you're like did i not find like, it did i not or did i not it, find it yet or did i not find it yet and am i gonna walk away and then these dudes are gonna fucking find it the wrong way and you're like god jesus christ like i'd rather like just find one and be done with it and then just pretend like there's not another one on the now let me ask you, know you this say like just kind of weird like that like yeah yeah anti-tamper devices Yes, they're real. How many did you, or how often did you come across those in a, in Sangin? We always assumed that all of them had anti-tamper devices yeah. on them in some some form or fashion, right? Like safe bet. Yeah, and, and it's just it's that's the safe bet is that there's an anti-tamper device on this thing, some kind of way, right? Like yeah. simplicity being king. Like I I couldn't honestly tell you because whatever it took to like. Whatever it took to get rid of this thing safely, yeah. Um, then we would do the minimal amount of, I guess, interrogation, right? Yeah. Like where, because if you start getting into like, hey, let's let's interrogate this some more and go find, like, if you go looking for trouble, trouble is going to find you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yep. So yeah, if you like. That's why I spend Pull. most of my Friday yeah. nights sitting at my house playing virtual reality. Like, <laughs> I mind my own business. Like, pull what you need to pull and blow the rest up and let's fucking get out of here, man. Like, yeah. Um, Did you have a type of IED that you like to deal with that was more, like, preferable and then one that you're like, oh, one of these motherfuckers? Like, if you could, um, like, 
like my my favorite one was there was a patrol coming around to like they just like walked around the corner and the dude was like halfway through setting it in so like nothing was set up so uh, <laughs> like that was <laughs> like that was really cool um stop I'm like yeah don't touch leave the area <laughs> like, tell yeah. an adult like, <laughs> <laughs> and caleb was the adult <laughs> like, that's what like, they told I us like, for ieds like, you know like, like that find that. yeah that, well, that was, who showed you a 90s psa on ieds <laughs> <laughs> is that a new gi joe did they reboot it what the hell <laughs> Yeah, that was the, the, the 90s cartoon for, like, if you found a gun or something, you know? Oh. Or, like, drugs or anything that was bad. You know, stop, I, don't touch. I mean, you said you said that's what they told us about IEDs. I, I, I pictured an EOD guy in Afghanistan, like, <laughs> at, at Leatherneck, like, like, doing a little with his hands. These grunts are dumb, all right? We need to put it in song. Like, you got to jazz it up a little bit oh, for these geez. turds. But, like, even the 90s. Dude, do you realize how long ago the 90s were? You know how long ago this like deployment the was? Joint? A decade. I know. I know. I know it was a decade. Yeah. They, like that was like, the last time I was ridiculous. in Afghanistan is farther away from me than my entire enlistment. Uh, yeah, that's about. Well, I mean, to be right. fair, he like, went into Afghanistan with the Russians, so like, holy shit! Honestly, man. a lot of them thought I was Russian. <laughs> so a lot of the locals would come up to me and start jibber jabbering in Russian to me, and I'd be like, "We were doing some kind of." I don't know. It was like some kind of op. Like it was it wasn't even that far. It was like fifteen clicks on the east side of Sangin. Like and nobody. Like it's just like out in the middle of nowhere. It's this little village out in the middle of nowhere, right? And they all thought we were Russians because the, like, we're the first white people they saw the, since the yeah, Russians. The left. first white people that they've seen in forever. And like, do you guys know what was happening? Like. 15 clicks that way like what like plus not for nothing just, if i was gonna yeah. pick somebody in this room who looked like they were sent by the kremlin buddy do you own adidas tracksuits i met you what no not the, I, thought, I thought you meant me so many I, people have asked me everybody if I was like all three of us yeah, except just when, looked at each other like oh yeah him and we were all wrong i i don't think <laughs> i don't think dan just because when we were there they were all very subtly racist towards him yeah, they they detected a a a, 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 mite of, a little bit of caramel in me. Mm, <laughs> like he would, yes. it wasn't so like, like American. You seasoned your chicken before. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like American <laughs> racism where they were just shitty. But like he would ask somebody a question, and the answer was always directed back at me because I was the whiter of the two of us. And I was like, he's what? Yeah. At first, I was like, is it because he's dark skinned or is because they think we're gay? He just tans better than the rest of us do. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I feel like if if you had to, like, I would be more of like the the Dakistani type of Russian, you know what I mean? And AJ would be more of like the the Moscow imperious type of Russian. He's he's the one that's come from the KGB. Yeah, and like, you would be yeah. more like the border of Germany type of Russian. A little, I, a little bit. Didn't want to say that, but yeah, yeah. my actually um, my great grandmother's name is Zin, um, and actually is off the boat from the black forest like yeah makes so. sense yeah <laughs> <laughs> quite i am i'm qu quite the uh aryan so you found this id that's just laid out there for you yep there it was yeah. just already in a hole and everything so we just wrapped up yep just unlike aj oh, that'll work 
That'll work. Yeah. Well, well a lot of well, shots about my junk today, Daniel. So then we, <laughs> you haven't been around. On the, you haven't been on the show in like a month. All right, I got to get it out of my system. I'm always at work when you're doing your interviews. I do all my recordings on Saturday. I'm like, hey, every Saturday, let's record all your oh. recordings, Daniel. Most of them, yeah, all of them, except for this one. Is it? Sa- it's not Saturday. No, today's it's Sunday. Sunday. Okay, but we say. met at a brewery, and that's uh, true. Had a few, had a few man sodas, and agreed upon Sunday. It's, and. That, well, I'm glad it wasn't yesterday because I was in no condition to be doing this yesterday. Because yeah. I was also at a brewery <laughs> recently. Damn it, AJ, <laughs> stop interrupting. So you found this IED. So, <laughs> <laughs> don't pin your bullshit on me, man. There he goes again. <laughs> he said, do go uh, on. Yeah, do go on. So... Uh, so that one, that one in particular was really cool. Like we didn't really have to do anything with it, but with that one in specifically, but we did find like two others that had gotten there before. And so they, that those were not quite so easy to deal with, but you take the good with the bad, I guess. Like you have to go yeah. find the, uh, find the other two that are protecting the one that is the, the slow pitch. So have you ever done the walk away where you don't look back at the explosion? Like, you know, some one of your boys is going to set it off. So you're like, I got it, this. You do that. You put the sunglasses on. Like what's his nuts from uh all the CSI fucking Miami, time. all the fucking time, dude. Like that's the only way to do it. See, I would imagine like, it again, if this was today, right. And we had like the ubiquity of camera video, like I'd be like, all right, man, you got to give me a couple videos. You gotta, of this. You got to give me something. Just do like a super cut at your retirement party where they just show you just just all of the cool guys not looking at explosions. Yeah, and yeah, I I think yeah. like usually those are like actual photo ops. Like usually, like when something goes off, you're like behind the wall, like trying to get as far like removed, away, yeah. far removed, like right behind the wall, and like sticking your finger in your ear so it doesn't like blow out this eardrum. Uh, be like, oh, I think we're close enough or far enough away like <laughs> ow jeez my so are those your your least favorite type then the uh the angry ones oh uh, yeah the angry ones you don't, you don't like the angry ones you just like piss them off but the uh um, the daisy chained with the uh the casualty um targeted ones you know you get the the one that takes out the person and then all the likely routes to where there might be lz's are all hit with like little toe poppers all the all the weird ones yeah somewhere else like yeah, don't set patterns, all that stuff. Like, it's because, well, there's an IED. Like, well, we got to go sweep an LZ for Kazavac. Like, well, there's probably going to be an IED in the Kaz- in the LZ because they know you're going to use it for an LZ too. And, uh, yeah, it's – we tried to make, like, a very deliberate process, making sure all your bases are covered and, like, security's good. Some, most of the time we were able to we kind of had that luxury other dudes not so much you know if something goes wrong here like this is your contingency um other dudes would be like well we have to hurry up and blow this up because well we're getting shot at like yeah. time now we gotta we gotta go so i i don't know i think some of you guys that were pushing east were maybe getting in some gunfights out there maybe but i there was nothing not in not yeah, in like saying it not proper in, yeah like, saying and proper there was no gunfight so we pretty no. much had the liberty of doing you know doing what we needed to get done um which was super nice a lot of dudes weren't that fortunate it could have been a hell of a lot worse Right, like it could have been a hell of a lot worse, um, 
as 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 bad as it was, right? Like a lot of dudes did a whole bunch of other shit, like including gunfights and yeah. you know, like they're sweeping through like sweeping to clear areas for um you know, a big thing that the Taliban would do is they'd go lay a, a tree line full of IEDs and then they'd go and they'd shoot at you and the tree line is where it like like as soon as you got next to the tree line they go shoot at you so you're gonna go take cover in the tree line and and start hitting IEDs so yeah it's important to turn the uh, the map around and yeah. be like okay so I'm if I was the Taliban and I know the Marines are coming from this patrol base yep where am I setting my ambush and where would I put IEDs to, put, to think about where they're going to take cover? If they get a casualty, where are they going to sweep to to try to right. set an LZ? And then from our end, assume that there's going to be IEDs in those locations. Right. So and when when we were there in that location, like that was like something that we didn't necessarily have to deal with, but um, not necessarily like dudes up north of us, up in like Musa Kayla. Musa Kayla was nuts man like yeah. up like 7171 and those dudes were shitting and getting like how far away was Garmshire Garmshire was down Garmshire was down south yeah that was uh so they're like I think there were like two RCTs when we were there yeah um and cause like you're painting like the map in your was, head of like where everything yeah, is yeah like where know? everything is like because um, we're in Helmand Province, you know, which is like kind of south central Afghanistan. Kind of, well, it was RC Southwest. I remember yeah. looking at the like, yeah, we're going oh, to RC, the south yeah. southern border, but like, yeah, you know. like we're like we're in RC Southwest, and you like look at a map of Afghanistan, and then you look at where Helmand Province is, and you're like, that that's that's like south east, like that's not southwest, like. <laughs> Like yeah, I don't I don't know who named it Southwest, but yeah, I just pull up a map. Um, <laughs> but anyway, somebody somebody that get, gets paid a lot more money than I do decided that uh, Southwest is where Helmand Province was. But um, yeah, it was kind of split. We had Helmand Province split into two AOs, and uh, we were like Sangin Muskela Nauzad. Um, Nauzad was a shit show, wasn't it? Yeah, Nauzad. So I ended up there for like the last month or so um and then down south was like garmshire marja um uh what else um yeah those were those were like the southern aos um the southern rct down there but um they had kind of quieted that area down like some of those teams some of those teams down there like did the whole deployment and did like like four IEDs like the whole time they were there uh but they were getting in gunfights um and then yeah, you so had other places that were doing you know we did I want to say we did close to 50 just in like in our AO like in our our weapons company AO I think we we pulled close to 50 so walk us through like a little bit of the process where say because you, you didn't start off EOD, because for those who don't know, that's typically not a field that uh, you can just walk onto as a PFC. Right. So you typically, I think it's sergeant, and you have to go through a selection process, and you have to go through the school and the training. The The biggest thing I think they're looking for is, like, can you problem solve, um, not just, like, regurgitate 
something that uh you know well, my that sergeant, you memorized yeah, yeah my sergeant told me i have to do this so this is what i'm doing like you know so that's why eod techs tend to uh like not blouse their boots and their uh their mustaches push the uh borders of regulation and uh their sleeves are usually cuffed you know so like looking like, like a turd is like the thing you get for being able to solve your own problems yeah that's um i mean i guess so um no so, I, i'm here for it is my point. yeah that's yeah. um like why is your hair long like my hair's like in rags no it's not it's supposed to look like this like you look like a goober like, you don't look you, like a space like, monkey you're yeah, wrong you know, like yeah like and then dude i had a gunny like drag me into the sergeant major's office like waving a waving a copy of uh 10 what 10, 20, 10, 20, 30, 30, 34 it at was the time golf, golf now hotel. yes yeah and uh, yeah now it's hotel and uh he's like yelling at me about my haircut and stuff like we're gonna go talk to the sergeant major like uh, all right so he's like waving this piece of paper around that's got like the graph of what your haircut is supposed to look like and uh, i'm like looking at it and i'm looking at my haircut and i'm like gunny like this picture like literally looks like my haircut he's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah but it doesn't look like paris island <laughs> like jesus man like so uh, calm down <clears throat> walk us through anyway. a little bit you so walk us through this you go through the selection process you graduate from the course you mm-hmm. get the mos and the uh the the device now you're being sent to Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and now this is your first time actually dealing with a real-life IED, and you're making your walk up to it. Tell us what – kind of paint us, paint that picture for us a little bit. So um, it's it's kind of weird, man. Like, in, And I think you can – you'll probably relate to this a little bit. Like the first time that you as a, as a grunt – cleared a room in iraq was probably not the first time that you had run a house clearing yeah right like you probably got worn out at the barracks right like you you probably cleared the barracks a fucking lot when you were a boot right like so so the first time you did it in real life like it was just like you'd already trained for this there there is that factor of like hey, this is brand new, like, this is for real, like, this isn't training anymore. That changes things a little bit, but we did so many fake devices in training that I remember thinking about that, actually, on the first time, like, I'm on right on top of a device. Like, I remember thinking, like, whoa, this one's, this one's actually real. Yeah. Uh... But it looks just like the one that I, like, it looks just like the one that we did in training. So it's, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like, it's still that that kind of sick, pity your stomach feeling like this one's actually real. Like, there's literally a plate carrier between me and God right now. It's a weird feeling. I'm, yeah. I mean, it is a weird feeling. But at the same time, like, you you train and you prepare for that hopefully hopefully like some dudes i know like graduated from school and like showed up at the unit and they were like oh hey uh glad you're here um 
because these dudes are like getting on the plane to go to Afghanistan right now. So if you could just not unpack your shit and go ahead and get on the plane, like some of those dudes, like they, they've got to do that. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough to have some really, really good teachers. Um, dudes that had, you know, gone before me. I, I was fortunate enough to have those dudes and, you know, I, I ran a lot of sweep lanes. I ran a lot of, um, you know, sweeping search lanes, stuff like that. Um, did a lot of devices that just had little buzzers in them um, to where when they were real, it's like, hey, like, this is what we've trained for. This is, you know, you can get through this. Um and and it wasn't that it was it wasn't that bad, I guess would be the best way of saying that, right? Like, um, and I remember looking back on that experience and thinking that was weird. Like, I really thought I would like be a bitch about this. <laughs> uh, oh man, like I like I could have died today. Like, yeah. if I'd have done that wrong. Uh, I would have died. Um, but like, holy shit. I, like, I, I didn't like, I'm still here. Like, um, and I don't know, like that was my experience. Like you'll probably, you've got haters. I'm sure that'll be like, oh man, that dude's full of shit. Like Caleb's full of shit. Cause he didn't <laughs> like, he is a bitch. Like, <laughs> but yeah, so you train for it. Like, it's not like the first time you go look at an IED is not the first time, like, you've seen something very, very similar. If that makes sense. It does. Good. I mean, I, I get that. And being on the, on the other end of it, um, AJ, maybe you can back me up here. But the first time that you find an IED and you're kind of like, oh, wow. It's like being on a walk in the woods and you see like a rattlesnake or like an alligator, like, you know, or something. And you're like, that's death right there. Yeah. You know? And so like, can you, do you remember like the first time that you were like in Afghanistan and you had to find a, you found an IED and it's kind of like that, oh shit moment. Like you have to do something about it, you know? Yeah. The, the, the first time I found it, as opposed to someone found it and informed me, like as a squad leader, a lot of times I'm in the middle. So I'm just trying to like keep all my monkeys in rows and make sure nobody's doing anything stupid. And, uh, cause way easier said than done in, in fairness, I had a lot of really good Marines on my squad. I was really lucky. Mm-hmm. Also in fairness, some of my Marines were also dumber than bricks, right? Cause you can't have any group that's hundred percent. No, all that's the against, time. That's against the rules. So, but the number I'm just sitting there trying to make sure that the the smart ones are doing a good job, the dumb ones are are doing a good job, like just kind of looking around. There was a comedian the other day. He goes, he goes, nobody's saying you got dumb kids, but of your kids, one's the dumb one. <laughs> and I was like, that that made me think back to Afghanistan too. But I'm sitting there and I'm just trying to not, uh, you know, have anybody die. And so I'd be informed, hey, you know, sorry, Pfeffer, we got a thing up here. Cool. The first time I actually found one, we were walking, and again, in the middle of the patrol is where I'm supposed to be, you know, point of friction. And so I hear click, and this is the second time in my career this has happened to me. I'm walking, and I hear click, and the dirt kind of like fluffs under my foot, and I was like, 
immediately froze my body froze my my volume went up about like 500 octaves there's six dudes in front of you yes like, and i immediately lost my shit i was like uh what was his name my engineer was corporal feathers right he's a good dude <laughs> right he's a good guy i'm not shitting on him he looked a lot like frodo baggins nice and uh and i wasn't the first person to say so thank god but uh corporal feathers was like uh i was like corporal feathers you fucking god son of a and I was just swearing, like, like my foot doesn't move, but I'm like swearing at him violently. And he's like, and he's ahead of you in the patrol, right? Yes, he's at the front. And so he just turns around, like, what's going on? He's like, but I, I, but I didn't find anything, <laughs> Sarnt. And I was like, S A R N T. Yes, like, fuck, not, like not Sarge. <laughs> the Marine Corps has Sarn. Right. And I was just like, son of a bitch, goddamn it. And so, like, I had to. Wait till someone came and poked it, and I was like, "Well, I'm not waiting for ERD. I ain't got all day." Um, you, d- you didn't bring your Phillips head screwdriver. I, at th- I must have left my four foot long Phillips head at the patrol base. Not to mention the fact that, and and again, you know, you are EOD, and I have a lot of positive experiences with EOD. I also have one time where we call these motherfuckers out, and they spent four and a half hours in the bright Afghanistan sun. Mm-hmm clearing our 300 meters of road so we could leave patrol base 302 and i was like please for the love of god just get this so i it's, it's i, I could just grab like, my shit and walk the dirt by this point like yeah. you guys are wasting my I, time i, w- I would have like i for one choose death like yes. i would <laughs> i was like, like <laughs> just <laughs> run the robot back and <laughs> forth like, a few times fucking right send it man i was like just put a pack on the robot to simulate the weight we're all good it's fine so we get almost clear of that spot and the when the boombola goes off uh, the only reason I'm alive is because I was facing in the opposite direction, so my pack took all the damage. And where it was, where the explosion came from, was where the EOD officer had been standing the whole time, like mm. literally underneath his feet. It, now I said the word officer, so that I I understand that there's a little mm-hmm. bit of a differentiation there, perhaps. Um, but yeah, so the I the the time I had to poke my own, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, all right. Feathers, get your ass back here. And he so said the time I had to poke my own. So Feathers comes on like back. Like to roll your own cigarette. Or like, like uh, <laughs> at-home prostate exam. <laughs> hey, man, you get up there in years, you're going to start doing the check, and I'm sure the hell not letting Lurch from the VA stick his fingers <laughs> in my poop chute. That dude's sitting back there humming the Adams Family theme while he's getting his fingers lubed up? I don't. I think like, not. Yeah. So, like, dude, it, it sucks, like, when you... Like there's there's been times like you miss one, like it. Unfortunately, everyone's human, you know. It, unfortunately, yeah. And the team was doing a great happens. job. Don't don't let me uh, misconstrued. Like yeah. I saw those boys were. I was angry and sweating, but it was it made me feel better to watch them angry and sweating, looking for <laughs> yeah, this thing. Like, like they were working. The fuck is this thing? Yeah. So um, wait 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 hold. On. I'm not gonna yeah. let him off the hook here. All right, because I asked the question. I got about 15 minutes worth of context. 45 oh. seconds of question answering and then even more bullshit. Oh. So that moment that you're like, okay, this is a real IED. Like specifically, like give us like, you have a 15 meter cordon around that subject. Uh, that's all I want to hear. <laughs> okay. You talk about the first time it ever happened? Yeah. The first, the first time, time it, it ever happened ever was happened. Iraq, the first go around. Let's hear about that then. See, he yeah. wasn't even the right country. Because you said the first time you stepped <laughs> on one in Afghanistan, you framed the question that way. Yeah. And you could have been like, well, the first time it happened was in Iraq. Let me speak to this. But instead of like, back in 1906, well, my did, great grandfather I mean, was the night commander like, of the Eichenshire of yore. Do you know what happened in 1906? Oh my God. <laughs> George Santayana wrote, uh, common sense from which we get the quote those who cannot remember the past are doomed to repeat it 
which I feel is relevant to this point. Yeah, because I especially because he stepped on IEDs in Iraq and do Afghanistan. You, do you like? I never realized like how many dudes are like, yeah, I stepped on an IED. Like he didn't go off. Like, yeah, I think like, bro, like there should be like three of y'all, like max. There should be three of you. No, dude, I talk to a lot of fucking dudes. They're like, oh yeah, this is the one time I stepped. When you like, when I you stepped a, on one. Like, when you have a group of people who like, don't yo. understand how science works, and they think <laughs> that like high barometric pre- or was it uh, hurricanes are caused by the gaze and not high barometric pressure. Like, oh. they're not always going to be geniuses when it comes to putting bombs together. You know what That's I mean? That's also true. Like, yeah. they're like, ah, oh, I don't know what rust is because I don't have a third grade education. Yeah, and much like um, enemy marksmanship. Uh, the reason why a lot of us are still around is just because they're just bad at it. Yeah. Just like AJ's bad at answering my questions. Okay. So, so let's first, talk to Iraq. I stepped on the pressure plate. Mm-hmm. And and just to increase the uh, the actual answer to your question, right? Yes. Just to co- frame the context. We had just spent 10 days solid fighting house to house, clearing out 440 buildings on the Ser- the Syrian border, right? So it was supposed to take us like over two weeks. We nailed we nailed it in ten days because mm. we were just fucking intense, and so we had just taken all the pictures. Like we got to the limit of advance, and we cleared this motherfucker out. We took all the pictures with the Afghan soldiers and everybody's waving flags and shit. And we turned around to go the Iraq soldiers. We, we the Iraqi soldiers were there. You just said Afghan. Whatever. You know what I meant. <laughs> I'm talking the stories about Iraq. They were Iraqi soldiers. Maybe they were Afghanis. I don't know. Who knows? They're maybe, probably, they're maybe they were actually, Taliban actually, plans. Who actually knows? Unless it was all just a fever dream. Unless this is a simulation. Yeah. And they just reused. Uh, anyway, you keep see. This is your fault. You keep getting me off topic. So we're, we're leaving the part where we're all celebrating having survived this whole situation. Yes. And we're like, yay, flags and pictures and shit. And so we're leaving from that to go back to the main base that they had set up halfway in the middle of this town we had cleared. And so we leave the we leave the little compound that was secured. We were taking pictures in. I don't want anybody to think we were just doing it in the street. We were on the street for maybe like a minute and a half before the dirt slumped, right? I heard like a clacking noise and immediately my hand shot in the air like an asshole, right? Like a, like a grade school child. Yes, exactly. Break. Yes, I was like in the back of Miss Eaton's third grade class and my, my hand went, whoop. And the squad leader looked at me, he goes, fuck do you want? And I was like, dirt don't go click, sarnt. And which is <laughs> was the most redneck ass sounding thing I'd ever said in my life to that point. And I was like, in my brain, I was like, that that was it. That was the moment. Like, like I was like, I don't know if I'm invincible or if I'm cursed to walk the earth forever. Like, this is the first time I, I was like, literally having this thought. I was like, there's no fucking way that me, where every terrible thing that can happen does happen. I just stepped on a thing that went click. That is not trash. That is somebody put that there to murder me, right? Now, did I already murder them on my way here? And so this is like God allowing that man his retribution, but kind of not really. Posthumously. So, like, I'm just standing there going... I said posthumously because it would have been funny. Ah, I was saying posthumously because that's how Bush used to say it. It always cracked me up. <laughs> um, but, like, I'm just sitting there. Like, my mind is blown. I'm just like, I could have just been vaporized. And the fact that I haven't yet doesn't mean that's not still going to happen. It just yeah. means it hasn't happened just, yet. Just not not, not today, ISIS. Well, no. I mean, it could have happened 10 minutes later when someone was like, all right, we're going to dig a little hole yeah. around this ID and find out where. And then I'm gone. And then, right. Yeah. So, like, at the moment, in retrospect, 
I should have been having all the disgusting pervy thoughts that you know you should have right before you go, so it's not quite as bad. But at the moment, I was just like, motherfucker. Like, I was a combination between rage and existentialism. I'm like, well, technically speaking, you know, according to the samurai code, blah, 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 you know, and I was just like, God damn it. Like, like, you know what, Sarn? Fuck you. <laughs> like, really weird things. Like, when you're pretty sure, like, when you're legitimately faced with death, like, really weird. Like, I thought, like, there would be, like, some, like, some profound, like, really cool shit that might go through my head, like, when I'm like legitimately faced with death. No, it's just fucking rich. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like you, you just like, see like a bear balancing like, on a ball, like juggling, like, is this, is this the last thing that's going to go through my head? Like other than my ass? I don't like, damn it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Besides my feet. <laughs> okay. Like, what the fuck? So <laughs> <laughs> all I've gotten Sorry. out of this is that you stepped on something and it went click and you raised your hand. Tell me how the and story ends. Well, you asked me how I felt the first time I stepped on it. Yeah, That's how I felt. How I was walking feel? down the street. I stepped on something. It went click. And now let me tell you how it felt. <laughs> you asked me how it felt. I was describing from the moment oh, how I got there. felt like a child. In uh, Miss do you have any C four on you? Like I, okay. any handy? Because no, I'm about to no. blow would, myself I would, up. So <laughs> I would. I don't. Since like. you got the answer to the question you asked, which is how I felt upon the moment of stepping on that IED. Yeah. If you want a uh, satisfying conclusion to what then happened to the IED in reality, outside of my feelings, because feelings don't matter, they get you killed in war. The what happened was, uh, they again didn't want to wait for EOD, so they grabbed a couple engineers who happened to be handy. I think one of them may have been an assaultman. And just, like, really good at poking shit or something. I don't know. Like, again, I was a boot. So I was just going to just do whatever I was told in this moment where I was just, like, existentialism. I was probably trying to channel Gandhi or the the Dalai Lama or something to give me something peace. Something that's not this. Because I was like, these are standing on it? Yes. They didn't tell you to move? Fuck they, no. Fuck no. They it, weren't it, like, hey, lift your foot, see how it goes, everybody else back up? Fu- <laughs> fuck no. This is the first thing I've learned. I learned for this from movies like, when I was a kid. I watched this from watching Rambo and fucking there was an episode of Jag. And like there's all kinds of shit I've seen. Like, you don't said, pick your foot up, right? Man. As soon as you hear click, you fucking stop. It is like the hand in the air for like the fist for freeze where don't move another damn inch from wherever you are right now. And you're like, fuck. And you're caught in like the Heisman stance. No, my ass stayed the fuck there. I wasn't moving. They had to dig that fucker from around me. Right. So when someone did start looking, they were like started fucking with it and fucking with it, fucking with it. And so they found the two wires and they found the edge of the pressure plate. And so the guy took both the wires and he clipped them and he was like, all right, this is simple. Pressure plate is not like a backup charge. And now knowing what I know now, because now I teach about IEDs, right, like their construction. So now I know this fucking idiot could have killed me because it could have been like a tamper charge. But, you know, at the time. You know, boot pfeffer. All I, I know is say. initiating device, power source, explosive. So he goes, yink, cuts it. And he's like, all right, you're good. You can step off. And I was like, oh, my God. It was like the moment after. Pref and what go God. home. <laughs> it was like, like at the moment we clipped it, he goes, click. And he goes, okay, you can step off it now. It was like the moment about 16 seconds after a, the the end of a blowjob, right? Like the blowjob is complete. The post nut clarity. Yes, it was like you've you've. Who can say <laughs> where time goes? But like so, only Preffin knows. 
So the blowjob is complete. And you have that few, like, that first couple seconds where you're still kind of twitching, right? Because yeah. it's really good. And Finger then, slides out of your butt. And then it starts to, like, slide down the hill. Like, you just kind of, your body goes, <sighs> that was the feeling I had in that moment where I was like, I'm not going to die today. And then, like, about three steps later, I was like, complacency kills. And I immediately tensed back up. I was like, I was like, I skipped out on the bomb. That means someone's going to shoot me in the teeth. And I was just completely wound for the rest of the day. Oh, you thought that you could actually relax for a second? Correct yourself. Yeah, I, I, I was fully expecting fate to fist fuck me on that one. It's like well, that on feeling that note, when you're doing like 90 down the interstate. And like all of a sudden you see the blue lights and you're like that feeling that like climbs up your spine, just like super goosebumps. Yep. Like, yeah. Fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, shit. That's me. Like, <laughs> And then that sweet moment of release when you start to get into the right lane a little bit and then they just go. <laughs> and he picks up, he like pulls over that white lady and he's like, yeah, you getting it today. Just like flying. You're like, oh, man, like there's probably a murder down there or something. And that's the only reason I'm not going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Caleb, we have unfortunately run short of time. Uh, it happens. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Hey, it's been fun. Uh, do you want people to look for you on social media? Do you have an OnlyFans? I mean, you like, uh, if you don't, oh, you no, I don't have the OnlyFans yet. Uh, that may be forthcoming. But, only bombs. Um, only only bombs. Just pictures of um, all the IEDs that you've interrogated. <laughs> oh man! Uh, from now on, every time you respond to an IED, you got to put like some lingerie on it and take pictures, um, right? And then put it on awesome. Only Bombs. Yeah, or only diffuse it in lingerie. Um, I mean, do both. I, yeah. <laughs> so put put it in Victoria's Secret. You wear Fredericks of Hollywood. That way you show it how much classier you are. I like it. Very, <laughs> very creative. <laughs> I have a lot of time on my drive um, to work to think yeah, of things. Yeah, I, I see that. Like a lot of time sitting in traffic. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, you you can look for me on social media if you want. I think we follow each other. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not particularly active on like you're probably not going to find anything particularly interesting on my social media it's well, mostly that's fair enough yeah <laughs> like right. i mostly just have it to creep on other people oh, like, i get that yeah so i mean that's that's why i have it so cool well when this episode posts i will uh post a couple uh video clips i have of the controlled detonations that uh caleb blew up for us oh. fair winds following seas and we'll see you next time here in the smoke pit Bye. Do you want to look handsome as fuck? Well, then you should try Combat Comb Over for your hair and your face and your beard. And then once you have all that additional swagger, you need something to carry it around in. Use the Nut Ruck by Arbor Arms. And while you're uh, carrying that Nut Ruck, you should also remember to keep yourself as fresh as possible because you never know what might happen when you're looking that good. So keep yourself some body powder from Hollywood Powder Company. Use our discount code SMOKEPIT on all of our sponsors to save yourself some money.